This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the EPL show here on the Bet Rivers Network as ever. I'm your host, Harry Simeon. I'm delighted to say alongside me to look ahead to another round of Premier League action are, first of all, the boss, as it says on his T-shirt, uh, Nigel C. Oh. from Dubai. Harry, very well said. Uh, I approve your pay rise. Thank you very much for that. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> no, yeah, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Uh, been a cloudy couple of days in Dubai. I'm off to the tennis this afternoon, so you'll be able to get the the content app because we win uh, and I'll be there tomorrow as well for semi-final days, so quarterfinals and semi-finals. But today it's all about Premier League action. You know, people look at me and think, you know, he's, he's going away there. He's the, but it's not stop graph, mate. The, the time difference here, you know, you, you've got to do a podcast at 11 o'clock at night. So you can't go to the beach club. You can't do anything. It's non-stop graph. You know, it's, it's, it's hard work, but someone's got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Uh, also joining us, shaking his head, Jack Wright. Uh, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm just trying to fight back the tears, to be fair, Harry. I, feel, I do feel for him. Yeah, squeezing these <laughs> podcasts in, in between room service, then the beach, the tennis. Oh, I don't know how he does it, but fair play. And that's, that's why he's the boss, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, right, guys, um, we're going to have a quick look at the uh, latest uh, league table, of course. Um, we'll just bring you guys up to speed with where uh, we are at. The league earn boys, uh, of course, sit at the top of the league. Bring it up on the screen if it ever loads. Uh, but the league earn boys are top of the league. Serie A are in second. And of course, in the EPL, uh, we are third. Uh, Nigel, you mentioned it in the WhatsApp group that we're all involved in uh, just the other day. I mean, the league earn boys right at the top. Fantastic tip in and they are absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah, no seems to be easing down from Steve and James to keep going and going. Every week, it's either four or five consistency at its best. 11% return of your investment. You literally can't get any better than that. Uh, it's Syria doing well, but they're pulling away and doing really, really good. Last week, for me, it was two from three. Um, you know, it was, it was a mixed bag. We haven't, you know, we've been pretty steady all season, but we haven't had a great 2023. Uh, we slipped off the pace. But uh, all, I've, all I've said all along, I want all those leagues there to be in profit. That's that's what, what the aim of the game is. And I'm fully confident that every single one will be in profit by the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, tremendous achievement from the top guys at the top. And, you know, when you think they're going to be pegged back, they don't. They're a little bit like Arsenal, aren't they, in League <laughs> One, boys? You think you think they're going to be pegged back, but then they put in a, a fantastic performance when they're not expected. And uh, James Eastman has been absolutely sensational. I mean, we know how good Steve Wiss is as well. They're both fantastic. But James Eastman... Since the, the return from the World Cup has just been on an incredible thing. We think it's on a seven and run at the moment. Uh, amazing, amazing tipping and uh, pulling away and, and rightly so at the moment. Absolutely. Right then, let's uh, focus on this weekend's Premier League action. Let's start with you, Nigel, uh, because you've uh, highlighted the game between Manchester City and Newcastle. Early kickoff on Saturday. Uh, what have you got for us from this one? 
Well, this is always a dangerous game to go in early on the early kickoff on a Saturday. You could be skinned by lunchtime. You have to go <laughs> after your money. It's always been a bad fixture for me, this game. Every time I've ever, or any for any public play, whenever there's been a public play on the early kickoff, it's always one that's never really got delivered for us. But I think you've got to get with Man City here um, for a number of reasons. Um, obviously, Man City chasing down your team after the top of the Premier League title. I've said countless times on this podcast and on other podcast shows and stuff I've done over the years with Bet Rivers is that Bet uh, Manchester City know how to bounce back from adversity better than any other team in the Premier League. They've seen it, they've done it, they've bought the T-shirt. And that's been seen in their last two matches. Obviously, they had two draws, disappointing draws. Performances against Nottingham Forest wasn't good enough. Harlem missing chances that you would expect him to score nine times out of ten. And then that really disappointing performance in the Champions League against Leipzig. But they bounced back. I know it was admittedly against Bournemouth, but they only could beat what they had to beat and do it in convincing style, winning 4-1. They then went to Bristol City, a team doing very well in the Championship. I know there's a big class gap between them and Manchester City, but they put in a, a professional performance of 1-3-0. Take it on a Newcastle side that must be emotionally and physically exhausted after the FA Cup. Yeah, sorry, the, after the Carabao Cup last week against Manchester United. That was a big week for the Geordies, for the team and the fans. You know, the highs of going to Wembley and then the lows of losing it in the manner they did. Um, prior to that, you could see sort of blips on Newcastle's form. You know, without, we, we're talking about them as one of the, these are the two richest probably football clubs in the world going up against each other. It's Abu Dhabi against Saudi Arabia, effectively. But when you, when you look at it, um, they haven't really gone out and spent the money. They've spent money, but they haven't got the number of players that they're, that they're capable of. Next season and the season after, we'll see the squad. And you can see already the Newcastle team is sort of creaking a little bit. I think there's players coming back from injury. Grimeris was rushed back, I felt. You know, he got a knock in the, in the cup final. Um, Callum Wilson doesn't look fit to me. I, I, I don't think he's playing as well as he, he can do. I don't think there's, I think there's a fitness concern. And even though they've spent money, their squad is, is, isn't as big as obviously other teams in these Champions League positions. And you can see by their performances that they're gradually just dropping off the level. Their whole performance prior to the World Cup was very good defence and win games 1-0, keep a clean sheet. That's not happening at the moment. No wins in four in the Premier League. And they're playing a Manchester City side who at home score goals. I mean, they're unbeaten in seven in, at the Etihad. They've won six of those seven. Uh, and this season... In the prem, in all their home games, they've scored in every single one, which isn't a surprise. But in 19, 19 home games, in sixteen of them, they've scored at least two goals, and in about twelve or thirteen of them, they scored three or more. So you know that City are going to score, and you, I don't think you can confidently say that about Newcastle. So for me, I'm going to go for uh, Newcastle minus one and a quarter goal. If they win the match, we get paid uh, on some, you know, on, on some kind of return. So, Newcastle minus one and a quarter here on the Asian handicap. Um, I think that's a great bet. Um, I would I would think that the line should be maybe minus one or as a push or, you know, minus one and a half. But I think to get a winner if Newcastle win the game, I think that's a big, big advantage. One thing we know, certainty uh, that Man City score, talent all over the field, whoever they pick, whatever start 11 they go, if they're going to score a goal. Newcastle have been struggling to score goals and their main goal scorer, Callum Wilson, to me, doesn't look fit. Injury concerns and, and fatigue around other key members in the team. So I think it's a good time to oppose Newcastle after the Cup final last week. And the worst team you want to play is Man City uh, looking to bounce back and, and with a team to chase in, their, in their, their front vision, Arsenal. And I think Man City win comfortably. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. You feel like Newcastle are going to start to just level out a little bit after a really uh, positive start to the season. Um, Jack, let's come to you, mate. Uh, talking about teams that have been suffering from a lack of form and, and really do need to pick it up. Chelsea are involved uh, at the weekend. They take on a Leeds United side uh, at Stamford Bridge. Um, what have you gone for in this game? It was a tough choice. There was about two or three different bets I liked in this game, uh, which is a bit of annoying when you see it and you think, well, you know, you, you're trying to pick out some bets and you go, well, I like quite a lot in that one. You can't stick them together in the same game parlay with the types that I was looking for. But I think cards were play here. I really like unders and I was going to put that forward. And the price has just dropped a little bit to then push me in the direction of what, what you know, I was tossing up between. And I've gone for a player prop. Um, I've also gone for an unders in another game. So we'll, we'll leave that one there and part that until later on. But um, Xiao Felix is the bet I'm going for here. Over two and a half shots from him at minus 124. And this is top price for Bet Rivers. Uh, so it's a standout bet here. You can get it elsewhere or it's available elsewhere as, as low as minus 300 for this same bet. So it's a standout. Get on board with it. Um it's obviously a huge game for Chelsea. Uh, we, we know the pressure that, that um, Graham Potter is under. Every time I say his name, I have to double check before I... I'm always tempted to say Harry Potter, but he's definitely not got a, a magic wand, has he, at the moment. He's really, really struggling. Um, Ted Bowley's giving him the vo- vote of confidence, which generally means that you're out the door in the next few few hours. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they do stick to that. But, you know, only one win in the last 11 for Chelsea, which is incredible um they're just not scoring goals there's no fun for this Chelsea fan base at the moment they've got they're feeding off scraps uh the current form's terrible no win in in February at all five games in all competitions and no win there either they only scored once in February which was again it's just absolutely mind-boggling to think the talent they've got available and that they're not even scoring goals it's not that they're drawing games 3-3 or anything they're just absolutely drift of anything positive um, to go from. Um, And that's where this bet comes in, is that the real only spark that I've seen from them in recent games is Jao Felix. Uh, He's come in, he's obviously on loan at the moment. It looks like he's he's certainly doing his best to secure a permanent deal, either with Chelsea or or elsewhere, put himself in the shop window. Watched his debut. Um, That was away against Fulham. He'd only just arrived about 24 hours before that game. And it was eventful, to say the least. He was sent off before the hour mark. But up before that point of time, so he was all over the place, uh, looking creative, looking for chances. He had six shots that game. Um, and as I said, considering he was sent off after 58 minutes, that's uh, some going forward. I was on target as well. So it's something else to look into. Obviously, he was then suspended for three games, but he's then started the next four. Three in the league, where he's had three shots in each of those. Um, and then also one in the Champions League at Dortmund. So no easy venue to go to. And he had four shots in that. So shows that he's he's ticked this box every single time he's played for Chelsea. Uh, and they're obviously up against a, a lead side now that I wanted to have a bit of an eye test with. Um, watched him in the cup midweek. Obviously, they've got a new manager um, in the form of Javi Grazia, um, who's come in and obviously got a massive result for them last week against Southampton. Um, and... I did expect to see, obviously, finally a shift in style from Leeds. uh, And that shift in style would have kind of led itself towards this unders bet on goals, if you're going down that route, but also for this Shao Felix bet as well. Um, I kind of like in the Bielsa era um, and then a slightly watered-down version of Bielsa with um, Jesse Marsh. Leeds play like marbles on a glass table. They were just bouncing around all over the place. 
it was it was absolutely frenetic. It was exhausting to watch, let alone play for the Leeds players, I'd imagine. But it's going to be a lot more calmer under Grazia. They're going to have more structure. They're not going to be pressing all over the pitch. You saw that against Fulham where they did sit off a bit more and look to play on the counter. Uh, I say calmness, I think, is probably the better word for it. And this will lend itself to Felix. You'll find those pockets of space. You'll have those strikes from distance. We saw it with Fulham in the midweek that they didn't create an awful lot, but what they did create was from distance as well. Polina with that 25-yard fantastic strike and then um, Solomon also with uh, a strike from the edge of the box. So, again, that lends itself to João Felix expecting to find pockets of space, get, get between the lines and have strikes from distance. So, over two and a half shots here and remind everyone that they can go anywhere in the top corner or in the top of the stand. It doesn't matter. Uh, minus 124 was a standout price. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Nigel, let's come back to you, mate. Um, you've gone for another game that's kicking off at 3pm, Aston Villa against Crystal Palace. You've talked a lot about Crystal Palace and their struggles this season. You know, the idea of them getting dragged into the relegation battle uh, is something that I know you've been on for quite a while. So um, how do you see this one going with Aston Villa? Well, I think that um, the results that they've had, uh, Crystal Palace, uh, have been a negative factor now of how they're approaching their games. I think uh, Patrick Vieira goes into these matches now knowing without Sahar, we're not going to score many goals. And this makes ourselves very, very difficult to concede against and try to pick up points to avoid them getting sucked into a relegation battle. You've only got to look at their their performances, their chance they create, that they've just finished. They haven't done anything in the last few matches. A nil-nil draw against Liverpool, an absolute non-event. I think there's going to be really, really close. I, I, I don't think there'll be many goals here, but when the goals that do come, I think they're going to come from Aston Villa. Um, if you look at the, the head-to-head between the two, so look at the recent record between the two of them, no wins in nine now for Aston Villa, but they've been picking up draws, lots and lots and lots of draws. Um, I think Villa are aside, sorry, no wins in nine for Crystal Palace, sorry. Villa are aside that are going on the up. I think Unai Emery's a brilliant appointment from. You can see by the style of their performances, they're getting better and better. A great win last week against Everton, 3-0. Uh, prior to that, they did lose three, but that was against Manchester City and Arsenal. And the game against Arsenal, I think they did play really, really well, as I said last week. Um, this isn't the best price around. Bet Rivers are even money, which is like plus 100, which is a price that is, is one of the lowest in the market. But I still, I think the market will come to this price. So I think, the, I think that um, Villa will start here in minus money favourites. They have a goal scorer in Ollie Watkins. He scored five consecutive goals. I think he's a great shout to score the first goal. Five consecutive games. I think he's the first great shout to score the first goal. I think he's a brilliant shout to score at any time. Crystal Palace offer nothing from an attacking perspective. So I honestly believe, from my odds, I would make Villa here minus 120. So I think anything at plus money and above is a fantastic bet. And I believe the market will come here. So currently, this is a, this is a bet that people will look at and think, well, this is the lowest price around, plus 100. But I think you'll very quickly become the market price and potentially be the biggest price amount. I think there'll be a huge move for Aston Villa from the big syndicates, from the Asian uh, markets, because I think Villa are a side on the up looking to finish in the top half of the table. Their performances in the last three or four weeks, despite not getting the results, have been very, very good. They're creating lots and lots of chances, have a goal scorer who is in fine form in Ollie Watkins, pushing for a a place in the England squad, uh, which is coming up uh, in 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 the Euro Championships this month compared to a Crystal Palace side who offer nothing from an attacking perspective, uh, going into matches with one objective, not to get beat, try to grind out a draw, get a draw, get a draw, another point on the board. And I think Villa are a side going up, potentially being in the top half of the table. And despite Palace grinding out results, 
I still believe that they're a side that could be dragged into the battle at the bottom of the table as other teams in or around them are winning at the moment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Aston Villa starting, of course, uh, to understand the Unai Emery way a little bit more. Just shoots of uh, improvement from them of late. Uh, Jack, let's come to you, mate. Uh, Wolves against Tottenham Hotspur. Wolves beaten in the Premier League uh, last night at Anfield. Tottenham dumped out of the FA Cup by championship side Sheffield United. What's your kind of uh, your outlook on this one? Strange you'd bring the FA Cup into it there, Harry. That was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, look, I, I'm looking to, uh, I'm going on the unders here. I wanted to pull the trigger on an unders bet uh, this week. As I said, Chelsea was the one that I highlighted at the start. And uh, I'll be honest, as I always go through the games and you kind of put the scores in your head, put the prices that you want in your head and then work from there. And there was a fairly lengthy short list. In fact, it wasn't overly short, the list of games that I fancy to be under goals here. Um, dug into the detail over the last few weeks. Um, and look, generally speaking, bettors love to bet overs. Uh, it's the more exciting player course, you're cheering on goals. Um, normally, the price is reflective of that. Uh, we're starting to see a little bit of a shift where we're seeing unders being priced up quite low. Um the Everton Forest game is a, is a perfect example of that this week. Um, although you expect it to be unders, you, you can't necessarily be playing it at that price. Um, but, you know, there's a few that still are decent value. And I think Wolves Spurs is good value at minus 121. Um, I said, looking over the last uh, few weeks, it's, it's been a barren wasteland for anyone looking to play the overs game. Uh, 35 of the last 50 Premier League games have seen under goals at 70%. Uh, Last week, there was six of only eight games, of course, in the Premier League last weekend. Six of those eight went unders. And when you consider one of the overs was a, was Manchester City's game at Bournemouth, you wouldn't be putting that on a short list for, for low goals either. So um, those last 50 games, 109 goals. Um, that works out at 2.18 per game. So extremely low. Um, and we've got to look to take advantage of that, of course. So... Wolves Spurs, no better place to go for unders and for lack of goals, of course, than Wolves, our friends throughout the course of the season. Um, and this game tends to have a bit of a history of, of low goals as well. The last five league meetings between the two sides have been under two and a half goals, including the 1-0 in the reverse at the start of the season, which, again, I watched and I believe Nigel watched that in a pub. It was an absolutely turgid, horrid affair, rather than the fact that he cashed his Wolves uh, draw and a half-time bet for the umpteenth time of the season. But you know, we, we, we'd praise Wolves, we'd praise Lopetegui, we'd kind of turn Wolves around a bit. They'd started to show those shoots of recovery and we expected them to progress up into the mid to higher part of the table. Um, and as soon as we said that, they reverted back to type. Uh, one point in the last three games from them, all those games have seen uh, under two and a half goals land. Um, in fact, four of the last five have seen under two and a half. The only one against that was that kind of a bit of anomaly where they they batted Liverpool 3-0 and got off to a rapid start. So certainly uh, an outlier, that one, as opposed to what we normally see from the rest of the season from them. And they're taking a Spurs side on, as you rightly say, and took great pleasure in saying, were dumped out of the FA Cup last night uh, by Sheffield United, a, a team in the second tier, of course, the championship in England. Um, and although they're doing quite well, they were down to their bare bones. Um, and and she um, Spurs just looked very blunt. You know, Harry Kane was on the bench. You you question that. Uh, they defended that decision after the game, but you question it saying that, that, you know, you've got a chance to win a trophy there. And they've kind of took their eye off it a little bit. Yes, I know they've got Champions League to, to, to go for um, and, and, and recover from. But, look, you know, I think they've um, 
they've dropped the ball on on a, on a on an opportunity there. And um, look, Christian Stellini's come in obviously with um, Antonio Conte recovering from surgery and has done pretty well, but it's been centered around a, a defensive process. Um, four wins in the last five. All those four wins were to nil. Um, and, and we saw four of the five, those four games all going under as well. So under two and a half goals. They're not great on the road. Only five wins in the league this season in 12. Um, the pressure's on. So they are misfiring. Um, the likes of Son still not looking anything like what he's looked like over the last two or three seasons as well. So um, we saw Wolves what they're about. They are stubborn. And, and I say, I think as the pressure mounts, at this point of the season. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Steve Wiss, actually, we mentioned him earlier like, yesterday, as far as this league is producing more unders than anything else. And why is that? And we think probably like you know, the money involved in it and also the competitive nature of it. You're looking at six or seven clubs that can go down. Wolves are in that mix. You're looking at clubs that are challenging for the Champions League. Spurs are in that mix. And it just produces more tension and, and tighter games. And as I said, we saw it with Wolves last night. They kept it tight against Liverpool until pretty much 10 minutes from time. Um, they're now only three points above the drop. Very tight game here. Could see a nil-nil or a, a one-goal win either way. But anyway, the unders is the bet at minus 121. Under two and a half goals. Just, just one thing that I just want to add there, Harry. I mean, Jackie's absolutely spot on about the unders. I'm an under better. All I've ever done in, in my soccer betting for the last 20 years is play unders. And there's certain months and certain times you don't bet. You know, at the start of the season, yeah, August you play, September you play, November, December, the goals gradually go up unless it's terrible weather. But this time, this season now is the time that you really want to be playing unders. It's like this every year because exactly what Jack says, there is competition at the bottom of the table. There's eight teams involved in the relegation battle. You've got matchups every week where teams will like to take a point from each other. Everton v Nottingham Forest is a perfect example of that. You've got teams at the top. There's so many teams now who've got a chance of getting the Champions League. It's not dominated by the top. And we've got a title race. It's a huge time for unders. Obviously, when things start changing in a month's time, when we know there's four or five teams with nothing to play for in the Premier League, then is the time to go over again. When there's still or die matches where teams have got to win, then we go, we, it's not. But this has always been the time to make money on the under two and a half. March is always a brilliant month. February, March is always a very good month uh, over over history, over Premier League history for under two and a half goals better. So no surprise. The one thing that is a surprise to me this season, though, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm just going to quickly, I'm not going to drag on it too much. And it's, it's a little bit about our Wolves bet that we have every week. The amount of goals are coming in the second halves. The first halves in the last three weeks in the Premier League have been non-events, like nil-nils in pretty much all the games across the board. There's been no goals in the first half. We saw at the Emirates last night, the first half an hour, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, you thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. Liverpool-Everton, Liverpool-Wolves last night, nil-nil at half-time again, and then it opened up in 20 minutes. A huge amount of late goals in the Premier League. And that draw bet, not only for Wolves, that we I'm not going to keep going on about it, but it's probably been plus money for this game as well. It'll be a bet. But for every game now in the Premier League, if you're looking at under two and a half goals, look at the draw, especially like Everton being not in the Forest. The first 45 minutes in the, the recent Premier League matches with so much on the line, there's an angle there, plus money to be betting draws at half-time at the moment. Yeah, I think there's four goals in the first half of the Premier League games last week and Man City got three of them. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, let's move on then to uh, probably, the, well, it is on paper, definitely the biggest game uh, of the card this weekend. It's, it's two of the biggest clubs in England. It's an old rivalry. Manchester United take on Liverpool in this one. They're having very different seasons, Nigel. Man United are 
you know, fresh off the back of a Carabao Cup win, improving all the time under Eric Ten Hag. And Liverpool appear to have hit a bit of a brick wall. They just can't seem to find any consistency at the moment. So I'm interested to know uh, how you guys plan to attack this one because you've both got a pick from this game. Well, I'm going to go with Man United on the draw, no better, minus 105. So get a push if it's a draw. Um, I think Liverpool, I'm not convinced by Liverpool at all. I haven't been convinced of them since the restart from the World Cup. Um, I think... They are lacking any creativity in midfield. I think their midfield is, is very average. I think they're giving loads of players an opportunity, young kids, that when they come up against top-level opposition, they are found clearly second-best, as they were totally found second-best against Real Madrid. Um, I, I'm not convinced by Gakpo as a signing. I think he might come good next season, but at the moment, he's well off the pace. I think uh, Nunes, uh, Darwin Nunes, is... You know, I'm sick and tired of hearing people saying he's going to come good at some stage, he's going to score at some stage. Well, what I've seen, I don't know if he will, you know. So um, I, I, I'm not convinced by Liverpool at all at the moment. We all know they've got their problems. The one thing Klopp is doing is trying to really sort of stabilise that defence, become a lot more stu- not the, the defence-minded, which is so different from what we've seen from the, the front three with Firmino, Salah, free-flowing football, goals going high press and going up the other end and scoring goals. So it's a very, very different formation at the moment. It's all about keeping the other team out and nullifying the, uh, the, the attack from the other side. Liverpool have kept four clean sheets in the league, uh, which is which is impressive. But when they're up against top-level opposition, they're, they're clearly being found second-best at the moment. And I feel, that, you know, obviously they've got a massive return leg against Real Madrid. They're not going to recover from it, but that's going to be on their minds here. And I think Man United are just on a quest of a wave at the moment. And we talk about Newcastle saying that they're they're going to be leg weary from the cup. We saw nothing like that from Manchester United. You know, Manchester United went and and come from behind to beat West Ham in midweek. Uh, they've only lost one in their last twenty two matches. They're unbeaten eleven. Marcus Rashford, as you know, I mentioned from the World Cup, is a completely different player. Not only him, there's other young players coming through. They're a team full of confidence at the moment, and I don't think that is the case. Liverpool, despite them uh, sort of getting the win last night. I think it just papers over the cracks. I think Liverpool are a team to win to nil kind of thing when they're up against lower opposition. Clean sheet against Crystal Palace, clean sheet against Wolves. But when they're against the big boys, I think they're clearly second best. And currently, Manchester United, uh, you know, are one of the big boys in the Premier League. And they, they'll believe they can win the Premier League. They'll, they'll, they'll believe they've still got a chance. And I, I still think they've got a chance because... I still believe that Arsenal will drop points at some stage. I think Manchester City will, will, will drop points at some stage. And I think Manchester United, they can keep going and keep going and keep going. You know, they can make this a three-way race at the top of their Premier League title. So I'm going to go for Man United draw no bet against the Liverpool side that, despite keeping clean sheets and being effective, just haven't got that talent in midfield to break down top-class opposition. And currently, Man United are top-class opposition. Jack, you've also got a pick in this game. Um you're going for it with a bit of a, with an in-game parlay, basically. So um, you've taken a slightly different route. Talk to us about the way you're going at this. Yeah, very similar. Same game parlay for me. I've got Man United double chance. Obviously, we can't play that as a single because it's very prohibitive odds. I've added our friend Marcus Rashford, Nigel. Obviously, anyone tailing Nigel's shout round the World Cup would have cashed week in, week out since then. We've mentioned him a lot. But we've still been able to use him in this kind of circumstance. I had a bet similar with United recently with Palace, added Rashford in for some juice and, and got us a plus money winner. Man United double chance with Marcus Rashford to have a shot or more on target is plus money again, plus 107. So that's the route 
the exact exact same reasons. My first four words on the on my notes were not convinced by Liverpool at this moment in time. I think many people share that same thing. And and there's question marks in each of their categories. Defensively, yes, they kept clean sheets, but Palace, Wolves, Everton, and a ten man Newcastle were those clean sheets. And as as Nigel rightly says, come up against anyone with some potency and they're in trouble. Five goals shipped against Madrid, the prime example of that. Midfield, lacking legs and energy. And up front, it does look disjointed with the new additions to it and how much they miss Mane as well. So brittle in confidence. And I think for the first time in a long while, their fans aren't going to be looking forward to having um, Man United come visit an Anfield. Uh, so you've you got to look at United being a very strong candidate in this. The only question mark is because of the amount of big profile, high profile games they've had, obviously beating Barcelona, winning the cup, first trophy in six years, cup game in the midweek, which they obviously came back from and won well against West Ham. And much of that was down to the fact of Rashford coming in. So look, that's the main part of the bet. Different from what Nigel's gone for here is just adding that in. Um, So, the stats for Rashford speak for themselves. Don't need to go into too much detail other than 17 goals in his last 20 appearances for Man United. His last 10 Premier League games, um, 10 goals he scored, 18 shots on target, at least one in one shot on target in all 10 Premier League games since the World Cup. So add that into the mix. As I said, Man United double chance. So if we get the draw or Man United win, we, we tick that part of the bet off. And then Marcus Rashford just have a shot on target or more. And we tick that part off as well, plus money at plus 107. Fantastic. Let's uh, round up the guys' picks then uh, for this weekend's EPL action. Uh, in the early game between Manchester City and Newcastle, uh, Nigel's gone for Man City at minus 125 on the Asian handicap. That's at minus 117. Uh, Jack has gone for Zhao Felix to have over two and a half shots in Chelsea's clash with Leeds United. That's at minus 124. Nigel's gone for Aston Villa to beat Palace at plus 100. Uh, Not the best odds around, but Nigel believes that the market is going to reflect that a little bit more. That is going to be the price basically across the board as we get closer to that one. Uh, That's at plus 100, as I mentioned. Uh, Jack's gone for under two and a half goals in the game between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Tottenham. That's at minus 121. Um, and in the big game on Sunday between Manchester United and Liverpool, Nigel's gone for Manchester United, draw no bet at minus 105. Jack has gone for Manchester United on the double chance with Marcus Rashford to have one shot or more uh, at plus 107. So those are the guys' picks. Um, anything to add, lads, before uh, we say our goodbyes? Nigel's uh, going off to the tennis. Well, Cracking day. Yeah, it's quarterfinal day today in uh, in Dubai. We've got a good card. We've got uh, Novak Djokovic in action, Daniel Medvedev in action. So it's it's quite good. And then I'll be there for the semifinals tomorrow as well. Not going to be at the finals. So quarterfinals and semifinals for me today. Uh, yeah, check out the uh, the content from there. I'll be giving some picks uh, on on the Twitter handle uh, at because we win, which we all share. And obviously, uh, Sean Calvert and I will be back uh, looking ahead to stuff um, tomorrow as well. Jack didn't want to wait around. he's there he's loading he's loading um we'll see you guys all uh very very soon uh thank you so much for tuning in as always make sure you're subscribed to the bet rivers network make sure you follow the guys handle at because we win uh and keep across uh all the fantastic work that nigel is doing for us out in dubai uh we'll see you all soon until next time goodbye thanks for listening to betting weekly english premier league on the bet rivers network 